Hi everyone, it is Sophia. Welcome to Life on Audio. So when this episode comes out, we will be just about two days out to the new year and I am genuinely so excited. I hope you guys are too. I think it's very exciting to kind of turn that page. I definitely see it as sort of like a fresh start. I know that not everyone follows that, but for me, at least this year specifically, I'm definitely feeling that I'm ready for that fresh start to kind of like start on like a blank slate almost. I know it's never going to be a blank slate, but it feels like it. Like I'm just treating it that way and so I'm very excited but before the new year starts I wanted to do an episode talking about all of the good habits that I've developed over 2023. I can't exactly explain what happened in 2023 but for some reason it was a year of habits for me. It was a year of just like developing these really great habits and practicing them and maintaining them throughout the year and I know that there are people out there who like to do resolutions and just kind of like think ahead and set intentions as to what they want their new year to look like, what kind of practices they want to follow. And I thought it'd be kind of fun to share my list of things that I have done in 2023 that have like really made a difference for me and kind of those habits that I've developed so that if you're listening to this and you're like thinking about your own resolutions for 2024 and you hear something that I talk about and it intrigues you, it's something that you can try out in the new year and see whether it works for you. Obviously not everything I do is going to work for everyone else, but I thought I would share because I think that it is worth talking about these practices. I actually had a catch-up appointment with my psychiatrist a couple of days ago. I haven't seen her since August before I went to or went back to school and we'd basically set this appointment back in August because she was like oh I want to see you the next time that you're home and I didn't know when I was going to be home next so I thought that like December was a safe bet. So this appointment had been planned for the longest time and I'd honestly forgotten about it but when it came around I kind of knew that like there was no reason for me to see my psychiatrist because I've been off of medication for the longest time and I definitely don't feel the need to go back on like antidepressants or any of that but at the same time I was like I really like my psychiatrist she's given me some great advice she's kind of been there in this like journey over this past year and I wanted to just catch up and like let her know where I'm at and also I had something to tell her I kind of wanted her advice on it so I was like you know what I might as well see her and honestly I think she was kind of confused as to why I even showed up at the appointment because when I was telling her how great I was doing and like the things that I was doing in my life that were helping me like have such a good mental well-being she was like why did you even come you know like I'm so happy to hear that you're thriving but I think she also was just like okay like she's doing good she does not need me in any way shape or form anymore and that was kind of nice it was nice to like know that I've made so much progress over this past year because definitely at the beginning of the year I was struggling I was struggling mentally physically I just I feel like I wasn't in a great place and I feel like throughout the year as I've kind of developed these habits and like maintain them I have just I don't know like my life has really turned out for the better and obviously I'm still working on it there are new habits that I can develop that I think will like make my life exponentially better but the habits that I've developed over this past year have just like really done a number and I could go on raving about them I highly recommend them like if it works for you I highly recommend trying it because it has made the world's difference for me and I'm in such a good place because of these habits so before we get into it I I know I've been doing these little life updates on my episodes. Unfortunately, I don't have anything super exciting to talk about. I would say my life has been pretty boring since I've gotten home. Obviously, just like soaking in the time of like being home. I love being home. Like it's great. But also there's not like a ton to do. 
just kind of hanging out with family yesterday was christmas i am recording this on the 26th christmas was nice it was a really great time the 24th was also nice just like spending time with family also both of my parents i think have taken the week off so we are going to do a bunch of like family activities over this week which will be nice i'm like already trying to plan it mentally like oh let's go to top golf we never ended up planning like a winter break trip so instead i guess we're just like gonna enjoy this week as a family and try and do stuff that we've been talking about like for example i remember back in the summertime me and my sister went to top golf for the first time and we had talked about like taking our parents and so i'm trying to plan that in for this week as well as like a couple of other things so it'll be nice but at the same time i also have to get this episode edited and out i think this one's definitely going to be a shorter one besides that yeah not anything super exciting i will say i literally told him i would not talk about it on this podcast episode because he literally mentioned it he was like i'm gonna have to wait for the next episode but the guy that i was talking about from last episode like the first date we're still going strong we went on a second date the day before Christmas Eve. It was nice. And now he's traveling, but I'm going to be seeing him afterwards. He's been like stressing out because he knows that I'm leaving in like less than two weeks now, which, oh my God, I don't even want to think about that. But yeah, he knows that I'm going to be leaving at some point. And he's like, I just want to make sure that like we get to do all the things we've said we're going to do. And I'm like, don't worry, like you will see me. You'll get enough of me. Like I promise. So yeah. And now if he's listening to this, it's kind of awkward that I just said that, but also it's kind of not. So anyways, but yeah, that's that's basically where my life has been at just kind of hanging out at home and then had that like second date and that's basically it so with that being said I think we can go into the episode okay so my intention with sharing these habits is I'm going to talk a little bit about where the habit developed well first off I'll tell you what the habit is then I'll tell you where the habit kind of developed like what point of the year did I develop the habit how long I've been maintaining it for and just like any tips that I have for like maintaining the habit if you want to try and incorporate that into your life as well but also another thing to know is I feel like a lot of these habits kind of like intertwine together you'll start to see that there's like a pattern as to like how these habits have formed and like where exactly I fit them into my life they're very heavy on this one kind of it's hard to explain you'll just have to like listen through the habits to understand what I'm talking about but basically I feel like they're all kind of related to each not all of them but like most of them are like pretty much related to each other it may sound redundant over time because I'll keep telling like almost the same story but hopefully this is entertaining okay So the first one, and I feel like the overarching one for a lot of the things that are going to be on this list, is early mornings with a routine. So this actually got developed at the very beginning of the year. The first 11 days of 2023, I was in India and then I came back. And for anyone who's done a trip like that where you're like abroad and then you come back to the U.S. or whatever, a trip where you basically are like changing time zones in like a major way, you probably know what it's like to kind of come back and be in a completely different time zone. Every time I come back from India and also my family, we, I've seen this time and time again, every time we come back from India, we usually wake up really early for like days on end before we finally start to acclimate back into like our normal routine. Even my dad who wakes up at like 
like 9, 10, 11 o'clock in the morning will be waking up at like 4 or 5 a.m. And so when I came back, I was the only one who had gone. When I came back, I, you know, was waking up at like 5 a.m., 6 a.m. and starting my day at that point and then going through the day until it was like 8, 9 o'clock and then I was back in bed and sleeping. And it made me realize that like if I was ever going to kind of get into this like early routine, waking up early, going to bed early, I had to take advantage of the situation that I was in in that current moment and just like keep it going. Like not let myself fall back into sort of like the, I don't remember when I was waking up before that. It probably wasn't super late because I was going to school and I had classes maybe at like 11, but I definitely wanted to kind of like create that natural routine of just waking up on my own, not having to use an alarm clock, just like having a routine and all that. And so yeah, I took advantage of the situation. Like I kept going and I basically did that. Okay. I did that very consistently, at least for the first couple months of the year. I would say maybe like up until March, April. I'm not completely sure how long that routine continued but then when I moved to LA the same thing happened where I had these like sleep deprived days where I was like going to bed earlier and I kind of just like got into that routine again where I was waking up like six seven o'clock naturally in the morning and then going to bed usually like between nine and eleven and so when I'm back home I don't know why this happens but every time I'm at home specifically I can never keep up that routine when I was in my own apartment in Miami and then when I have been in my own apartment in LA I've been pretty good at keeping up that routine and it's just so nice because I genuinely feel like you're so much more productive throughout the day I don't know what it is I feel like I get more done I think the other thing about it is just it gives me the opportunity to have a nice long morning routine which kind of sets up my day going forward and I'm going to talk about this more in depth in a moment but it allows me to have a nice long morning routine that's like around like two hours and I don't have to worry about rushing through it because I know I have something at 10 or 11 because I feel like I usually plan it so that my classes aren't before like 10 11 so like waking up between 7 and 8 naturally means that I get enough time to do my routine and like enjoy it and not have to worry about like rushing through it before it's time to go start the day and like do what I have to do for that day and so genuinely if you want to be productive and if you want to get into like a nice natural routine that feels right I definitely recommend this I've had points in my life where like the earliest I've woken up is 10 11 you know like when I was a sophomore in college I had a class at 11 and I had to force myself out of bed at 10 and like rush to get ready and then go to class and like I wouldn't have breakfast before and stuff like that and it's like that worked at the time but I just don't I don't know having that kind of routine makes me feel icky because it just like doesn't give me the opportunity to like wake up in the morning and like be ready for the day when it starts so yeah I highly recommend it I know that there are also people out there who are like very big into waking up super super early where it's like 4 or 5 a.m. I know a lot of successful people do that. I mean if you want to try that too go ahead but I feel like for me the sweet spot is between like 6 30 and 8. Like sometimes I will wake up before 7. So between 6 30 and 8 waking up naturally perfect. Like literally perfect. So I highly recommend it and I think it is achievable. It just you have to hold yourself accountable with it and I got lucky because I've had scenarios where it was like it automatically reset 
set for me and then I just continued it like I made it a point to continue it but if you don't find yourself in one of those situations I think the best thing you can do is just set an alarm for that time period I know I've seen this before where it's like continue the habit for two weeks in order to maintain it I would say at least practice it for a week like set your alarm every morning for the same time for a week and then see whether you've naturally adapted after and if not you can try and go back to like programming yourself once you get it it's super easy it's just getting it that can be hard again if you're not like in a setup situation as I was I think I got really lucky where it was like okay it just makes sense to just keep doing what I've already been doing then it definitely takes a moment to get used to it but once you do like it's great it's so great I highly highly recommend it and then with that I kind of started doing this like routine the routine has changed a little bit over the year when I was in my apartment so like at the beginning of the year first five months of the year I would wake up I would climb out of bed I'd get ready I'd go to the gym then I'd come back and have breakfast and then I'd get ready for the day so that was my routine for quite a while and then at some point I started getting into what I call my like slow morning routine which honestly the other one was also pretty slow but I got into this slow morning routine where I started so this is kind of what my morning routine looks like pretty much every morning now it's I wake up I will not lie, I know this is not a great habit, but I do lay in bed for a while on my phone. Maybe I will work on changing that in this new year, but for right now, it's worked for me because it allows me to kind of catch up on everything that's happened while I've slept, like catch up on texts, you know, just like social and stuff like that. And then I can get up and then put my phone away and not have to worry about like what's going on on it. Because otherwise, I feel like if I wake up first thing and I don't check my phone, then I'm kind of just like rushing through my routine to go check my phone you know but I obviously have to try it like I haven't tried it yet maybe that's something that I should be doing in the new year trying just to like do the phone free morning but anyways at some point when I feel ready because I will say it does eat up a lot of time I feel like I end up spending at least an hour in bed which like not great because sometimes then I end up rushing on my routine so yeah definitely something I need to get better with but anyways going into the routine get out of bed at some point have breakfast I've been very consistent in eating pretty much the same breakfast when I'm in LA since like October, I want to say. So for a couple months, I've been eating pretty much the same breakfast. It's called Alpen Muesli. And then I usually have it with yogurt and raspberries. And so you can imagine how much yogurt and raspberries I have to buy every week just so that I can have the same breakfast. But it's like really easy because it's an easy thing to make. It's an easy thing to eat. It tastes good. It's not too much. And yeah, I enjoy it. Since I've been back home, I, I've only had it like once I think but yeah when I'm in LA I feel like it's just like my go-to breakfast and I've been really enjoying it it's actually it's funny I adopted that for my dad because he's been eating the same breakfast every morning for years and years and years maybe even close to a decade now anyways I have my breakfast and then I and while I'm having my breakfast I like make my green tea I let it sit I let it cool down and then directly after my breakfast I also will usually get on my computer during breakfast and just like check emails and like I'll check how many people have listened to my podcast and like what's going on on my YouTube channel just kind of like the basics and then I'll put my computer away and then I will have green tea and read this will take up maybe like 20 to 40 minutes I actually don't even know if it's yeah I would say like 20 to 40 minutes of the morning where I'm just reading I always have a book that I'm reading and I drink my green tea and I basically read until like my green tea is essentially done so like I'll just sip it throughout and then after that I will get ready oh wait I 
totally forgot. So when I usually climb out of bed, I actually do my skincare before I have breakfast. Okay, so after green tea, I get ready for the gym if I'm working out that day. And then I go to the gym, I do my workout, I come back. On certain days, I'll have my everything shower, which is like when I do my hair wash and all that. So I'll do that. If not, I'll just get ready for the day. And yeah, then I'm ready to start. And that's essentially my routine. And I've been doing that now for, it's been about five months, I would say. Again, when I'm at home, it gets disrupted a little, but for the most part, I've been keeping up with it. And yeah, I mean, it's a really great routine. And I swear by it because I think it's actually kind of helped cure my mental health. I feel like that's what has helped me with my mental well-being the most. Me starting that routine basically coincided with when I got off of my antidepressants and since I've gotten off of my antidepressants I've been in like a very good mental state like even when things are not going great in my life I've been able to just like manage through it and like keep it together and yeah I just feel like my mental well-being has been amazing not amazing but like really really good in comparison to where I've been in the past mentally I'm doing really great I really have to owe it to that routine for why my mental well-being is so great I don't really understand the correlation, but for some reason, I like I swear there's a correlation there. I think the biggest thing is that I get like this block of like peace in the morning so that like I can go into the day. It's kind of like meditative in a sense, like the whole like green tea and the reading part, like that's very meditative. I feel like I know people usually like push the very standard meditation, but I feel like that is how I kind of meditate like that. It has a similar effect. And so I feel like once I start the day, it's like first off at that point, it's like 10, 11. I know not everyone has this luxury because people work and like have to be at work like at a certain time. And it basically means that by the time that it is time for me to actually start my day, I have A, been extremely productive. I've gotten multiple things done. B, I've had time for myself. I've been able to A, wake up and B, just like sit with myself and like do these practices that make me feel better. These like meditative practices almost. And C, like I'm ready for the day. Like I'm I basically this whole routine is just kind of prepping me for the day and by the time that I'm done with routine like I'm fully ready to go into whatever I have for that day it doesn't matter how stressful it is or how easy it is like I'm ready now obviously the routine can change on days where I have like something super stressful going on like a midterm or a final for example like the routine does look different instead of reading a book while drinking my green tea I'll read my study guide you know like it's not like it always looks the same it's not like I always manage to do it even on the high stress days it's just that for the most part I would say 95% of the time I am getting through this routine and it is kind of helping me get through the day essentially the other thing is when I started this whole like waking up early thing so essentially at the beginning of the year I also started to create like a limit for my day I basically would tell myself by like five six o'clock is when my day ended now I don't do this as much anymore but I was doing it for a good while where basically my cutoff for the day was like five six o'clock so I'd obviously wake up early and then I'd get maybe like seven productive hours of the day which I know doesn't seem like a lot and I know that not everyone has this luxury but as a college student I still do and I'm gonna very much enjoy it for the next six months until I graduate and then have to maybe 
switch everything around because I have responsibilities that require me to take more of the day or to not be able to do that full routine, et cetera, et cetera. But I would get maybe like seven, eight productive hours of the day that included like classes and doing homework and studying and stuff like that. And then whatever, like if I had an internship, like internship stuff, whatever it was, anything that I was working on went into that time of the day. And then by like five, six o'clock, I would kind of tell myself, okay, all of that is being put away. And now I'm going to go into this night routine. And so my night routine would look like usually like cooking dinner and having it and then getting ready for bed and then climbing into bed by like eight, nine o'clock and watching something and then going to sleep. It was something to look forward to. It definitely made getting through the day easier because I knew like, oh, if I'm productive during this seven, eight hour window, it means that I get to enjoy the night and like take off. I know this is like a very privileged thing because obviously not everyone can enjoy this, but yeah, I mean, I was enjoying it for the time I had. Now that I'm back in school in LA, I will say I like I do try and kind of cut off my work I try and like get everything done while there's still light outside and especially with daylight savings I feel like by five o'clock I'm like I just want to climb into bed now like I do not want to do any work so I try and get everything done during those productive hours of the day but that doesn't necessarily mean that like I don't find myself doing homework at eight o'clock or like trying to study for an exam from bed at like nine you know like it's not as perfect as it was back then but yeah I still try and kind of have that cut off for myself and just like be able to enjoy the night. Okay, so I talked a little bit about this, but I want to elaborate. Another thing is working out. So prior to 2023, I definitely had like periods of times where I would like actively work out. Specifically, I remember my sophomore year, I would try and go to the gym like a couple of times a week, but it wasn't super consistent. I was definitely doing it, but I didn't really have a routine going. And then when I finished my sophomore year, I just kind of stopped. Like I moved to New York and I wasn't really, I didn't have a gym there, so I didn't really work out. And then when I moved back, to Miami even though I had a gym in my building I was just not going and so at the beginning of 2023 kind of at the same time where I started doing that early morning routine I also just started going to the gym at the time I was in a relationship with someone who would very actively go to the gym like he was really good at being consistent with it throughout our relationship even though I wouldn't go and I kind of just like hopped on the bandwagon and just kind of like started going with him like I said my building had a gym so we would go together even though I don't I don't even know if he like actively went to that gym because it didn't have everything he needed but the point is like we kind of like fell into this morning routine of waking up and just like going to the gym and it felt so natural like I just started doing it and just like fitting it into that morning routine and I honestly haven't stopped since I've been very consistent with going to the gym or working out even if I don't have a gym around me throughout the year sure there are times that like I'll take a little break like for example over the past couple of days since basically Christmas Eve I haven't I haven't worked worked out since it's been like five six days since I last worked out but I also told myself like okay Christmas break like hang out with the family enjoy that I know that I will be able to get back to my routine of working out every morning when I'm ready for it like I'm not gonna slack off because I've gotten so used to doing it and I thoroughly enjoy it I think a big thing also is at some point it got reinforced because when I started seeing my psychiatrist, she kind of talked about how like working out is really important and she was like, you know, that's a big thing. And so it kind of reminded me like it's not just for physical health and well-being, it's also for mental health and well-being. And I feel like honestly that was more important for me than 
the whole physical part obviously the physical part is important too but I think for me at the time I was like okay really honing into the mental part of it and yeah I just like thoroughly enjoy working out like it's it's one of my favorite things to do I'm very big into it and I think it was just because I was so consistent at the beginning of the year and it just like fell into that routine that I've been able to keep up with it so I think really with working out I know this is a big one for a lot of people I feel like every year you hear the same joke of people talking about how they're going to go to the gym and then it doesn't happen but I think truly it's just about holding yourself accountable and just saying you're going to do it because at some point it just becomes natural and it just becomes a part of your routine and like you crave it like you crave working out I literally at this point in my life over the past couple of days that I haven't worked out I'm kind of like maybe I should fit it in because I'm I sort of wish I could like do a little bit of movement you know so yeah and again like throughout the year I've had periods of time where I had a gym literally in my building and then I haven't had a gym whatsoever and the only like I've had some workout equipment at home but regardless I've been able to maintain this whole routine of working out honestly like I'll be able to maintain it throughout the rest of my life because of what I did this year to just like keep going at it okay so something that I did recently which is like not a new concept whatsoever but I kind of like put my own twist on it and just like made it my own for myself to enjoy is what I call shower self-care I made a list so I'm just reading off the list but shower self-care essentially kind of like that everything shower I definitely have been doing sort of the everything shower for quite a while you know the shave the like exfoliate the like wash your hair and you know the whole like I've done that before but a couple of months ago I was feeling kind of sad and I thought hmm it would be kind of fun to like try something new with the hair I'm very picky about like what goes into my hair and like what products I use not picky per se I have sort of like brand loyalty like I've been using the same conditioner for years and years and years like I haven't really changed it up with my shower routine in a good while but in October I wanted to like try out doing hair care as part of the whole shower routine so like hair oiling and then hair mask and I kind of call it my form of self-care now because I'll basically what I'll do is I will put like coconut oil in my scalp I'll put my hair mask in and then I'll go work out and then after I work out I'll go take a shower and in the shower I like wash my hair I will exfoliate and shave and then when I come out of the shower I'll put in some product and I'll brush out my hair and I'll like put on lotion and the whole thing and that too is like a form of self-care almost a meditative process it's just taking care of yourself and making yourself feel good and like I don't wash my hair every day or every other day because I have a lot of hair and it's kind of a nightmare to wash and just like the whole routine but when I do do it like I look forward to it I feel like this is gonna sound super weird but I've never been like a huge fan of showering I don't know I just like don't really like being wet that sounds so so random but like I've always had sort of this like I've gotten better with time for sure I feel like when I was younger I like absolutely hated baths or showers going to the pool or going to like the beach because of getting wet but while I've gotten better it's still not like my favorite thing but I feel like since I've started to do that hair care routine and incorporating it into that everything shower I have truly enjoyed the process and it's something that I look forward to and it is like sort of this form of self-care so you know if you want to try something along those lines some sort of like hair care routine in accordance with an everything shower I highly recommend it I use a very like simple hair mask nothing fancy and then with hair oil like again also very simple like coke oil that you can get well I got it from Target but really can get it anywhere it's not it's not hard but it makes the world's difference okay the next thing 
is something that I've done before. I did it for a seven month period until I broke kind of the spell or whatever you want to call it. But I did it again this year. It's so funny because I did it like shortly after I turned 21, but I stopped drinking alcohol. I'm probably hitting my five month anniversary just about now as to when I stopped drinking. And I didn't do it as like a for good thing. Like if I ever want to drink in the future, I definitely like will let myself do it. It's not like I've kind of told myself like I'm never going to drink again. But when I did it, I sort of knew that I just like had lost really all interest for drinking. It just wasn't an enjoyable thing. And I just kind of knew like very likely I will not go back to it super easily. Like I said, I did a sober period for seven months at another point in my life. And again, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I realized that I can go out and have fun without drinking. I also realized that I just feel so much better without drinking. I wasn't a heavy drinker in any way before I started this sober period, but I just, I don't know, I didn't enjoy it. I think the biggest thing for me was there was a point in my life where alcohol brought me like a sense of confidence and like when I would like drink, I'd go out and then guys would hit on me and it was so exciting and like I was still working on developing my confidence like in a sober manner. So it was like exciting to have that newfound confidence and the attention and all that and I loved it. But right before I went sober, I had hit this point where basically drinking alcohol for me just made me like feel insecure and kind of took away my confidence and just like didn't make me feel good kind of like put like a mental damper on myself like I just wasn't enjoying myself when I was drinking and I was just like why am I doing this to myself I'm a very confident person when I'm sober I can have a good time when I'm sober like if alcohol is really not serving me a purpose and it's just making me feel bad while I'm a drinking it and then b like the day after it takes away like the next day there's no point for me to do it so yeah I've been sober for five months I've loved it obviously being sober in college is hard and I do plan to do an episode where I talk a little bit more about it but honestly it's been great and I have really no intentions going forward of drinking like I've thought about it maybe once or twice in the time that I've been sober where I was like oh maybe like in this situation it would be fun but the situation never ended up happening and even when I really thought about it I was like no like I probably wouldn't enjoy it even if I was drinking so yeah I feel like that's been a big one and I've talked to a lot of people over the time that I've been sober and these are all people who drink and they've kind of shown admiration for my ability to do it which it isn't super hard for me because I feel like I'm not that attached to alcohol but also like they'll talk about it and they've shared their own experiences where they're like oh I've thought about getting off of it or just becoming sober as well and when I talk to them like I cannot recommend it enough but I also realize that I feel like it takes a certain type of person to be able to just kind of quit cold turkey and go into it especially with the social scene I feel like that is the biggest thing for most people where they're like oh but what if I go out and all my friends are drinking like I don't want to feel left behind but for me that really isn't a problem I just get a Shirley Temple when I go out to a bar and I love my Shirley Temple so I have a good time okay another sort of I don't know if this is like a habit per se this is just like something that I've kind of become a lot more aware of is connecting eating with mental health so eating for my mind not for my body I'm not sure whether everyone experiences this I know that there's this like whole terminology of getting hangry and stuff like that and a lot of people experience 
experience it. But for me specifically, and my parents can tell you that this has been throughout my life, I tend to get extremely moody when I am hungry and tired. And many times when I'm tired, it's because I'm, I haven't eaten anything in a while. And with sort of kind of going on this mental health journey at the beginning of the year and kind of working through it and trying different things and trying different techniques and habits and et cetera, et cetera, I started to realize that I needed to connect eating with my mental well-being and kind of watching myself and watching my mental well-being and watching my eating habits. And so many times like the simple solution for when I'm feeling down and honestly I was kind of in a mood before I recorded this episode. I definitely need to eat something after I finish it but I was I was having my moment not gonna lie. Many times when I'm just experiencing a mood where I'm like feeling down, I'm feeling upset, I'm feeling a little angry about things or whatever it is. It's usually because I haven't eaten something or I haven't eaten something substantial. And so throughout the year I've like really prioritized just eating for my mood over eating like obviously like if I'm hungry I'll eat but also recognizing that if I'm like catching myself being moody I should probably eat something too and I feel like I've gotten significantly better obviously sometimes I still like fail to feed myself when I'm being moody for example earlier today my mom was literally like you need to eat something and I was like no I'm not eating that's a problem when I get into the mood I usually don't want to eat because I just like I don't know it fuels me I don't know what it is but like I'll usually like have less interest in eating but if I can catch myself before it goes too far then I can kind of save myself the whole grief of going into that mood and I feel like that's been huge in my relationship with people as well I've like recognized it like when I was in a relationship I know that like he also kind of mentioned it at some point where he was like yeah I know that like I'll see this flip happen and when that flip happens I know I have to get you food ASAP otherwise like all hell is gonna break loose and yeah it's definitely something again something I'm working on something I think I've definitely gotten better about I think also just recognizing that like many times my mental health is really just tied into how I've been eating and what I've been eating and just like if I've been fueling myself it's a simple thing but it's like you really have to think about it in order to kind of save yourself the grief and again I don't know if other people experience this as much as I do but if you find yourself being very moody when you're like hungry or tired I highly recommend just kind of like doing some introspection and kind of thinking about okay so when I'm moody what is usually something else that I'm experiencing maybe I'm experiencing hunger maybe I'm experiencing tiredness maybe my social battery is drained that's another thing I feel like sometimes like when my social battery is drained then I'm tired and I'm exhausted and I just don't want to talk to people and like I can see that there's a flip that happens in my mood as well and recognizing that and then like actively trying to work against it you may not be a hundred percent successful at like keeping things at bay all the time but if you kind of are like in tune with your own patterns you can save yourself the grief more times than not at least, I think. So yeah, that's been huge. I've had times in my life where my relationship with food has been very physical and it's just, you can get into some patterns where you're like eating for the way your body looks. I just think that like keeping track of your eating habits is huge and doing it for your mental health is a really great practice. And I know it's easier said than done, but truly if you can kind of like work into doing that more and more it really does like change the game another thing I started to do a little bit more consistently over the year it's still not like super consistent I don't do this on a daily basis or even like I don't really have a routine as to where I do it but I've done it quite often over this year and I feel like it's because of that heartbreak era it really started when that breakup happened and since I've been very actively doing it it's journaling 
journaling. Now, I usually will journal when like something is on my mind and like I've been thinking a lot about things. And that's why I think when the breakup happened, I had a lot to like think about and just a lot to like feel and say. And so I would put a lot of that into the journal. I don't see a therapist. I haven't seen a therapist. I had some failed attempts at like getting a therapist at the beginning of the year, but none of them stuck around. So I haven't really seen a therapist in a good while. But journaling has been my form of therapy. And I feel like it is a good solution if you cannot actively find a therapist or if you're just like having a hard time finding a therapist that fits for you. I feel like the whole like process of finding a therapist can be really exhausting and just disheartening. And so if you can journal instead, I feel like that is a good substitute. You may still need to go to therapy, but journaling is also really great. I have this like one journal and I feel like she's gotten pretty full over the past year. There's just been a lot for me to say, a lot of experiences that I've had, a lot of thoughts and stuff like that. I've been trying to kind of incorporate like journaling also positive things, like other things that have happened. It was very heavily focused on my like love life for the longest time, but now I also try and just kind of journal like other things that have been happening, any sort of accomplishments. It's not always super successful, but like definitely trying to kind of balance it out a little bit. I just, again, I feel like I I only really have the inclination to write in my journal when I'm like feeling something more like negatively, but yeah, I feel like journaling has been a really great practice and it's just given me an outlet to kind of speak my mind. I'm just the type of person where it's like, if I don't get it out, then I just like, and I think a lot of people, like if you end up bottling it up, it's not great. And this is a good way to ensure that you don't bottle it up without causing yourself a lot of grief. I think also as we go through life, we may not always have the same people in our lives to go to, to talk to. There are times where, you know, you don't have that person to go to or maybe it's not appropriate to tell a certain person that you usually would go to and you need to find a way to get it out. Journaling is just such a great way to do that. Okay, covered this a little bit too, but just like waking up naturally. Waking up to an alarm clock is always so traumatizing. I feel like I'm still very traumatized from high school where I would have to wake up so early, like 5, 6 a.m. with an alarm clock, of course. I would have never woken up naturally at that time but yeah just being able to like wake up earlier naturally has been so great and it's just nice it's nice not having to wake up with an alarm clock I feel like over the past year I feel like this year the amount of times I've used an alarm clock to wake up has been far less than like the years in the past and I am ever grateful for that because alarm clocks are just so scary (laughs) just I hate hearing my alarm go off in the morning and yeah the days that I have to like travel early and I have to wake up with an alarm clock I'm always like oh my gosh why literally actually that second date that I went on a couple of days ago it was a 6 a.m date and I had to be up well I woke up naturally somehow at like 5 25 and then just didn't go back to sleep my alarm was set at 5 45 but even with that I remember just like stressing out about it that's the other thing I feel like when I have my alarm set and I know I have to wake up early for something I just like end up stressing about it and then I don't get the sleep that I need so yeah I really enjoy waking up naturally and I hope to keep doing it and now we're down to our last two these ones are just like very random but I thought I would bring it up because why not? So the first one is high yield savings account. I'm still figuring out the whole financial thing. I feel like I am decently financially illiterate. Not really, but also like there's still so much for me to uncover in that whole world. And actually one of my goals for 2024 is to like get a lot more knowledgeable on that and then figure out what to do in that department. But the one thing that I started doing this year was moving any of my savings to a high yield savings account. And I'm telling you, like it doesn't matter if you have five dollars in your savings account or like five hundred thousand if your money is just sitting 
in your like regular savings account that's attached to your bank account, I highly, highly recommend just creating, it's very simple. You just create a high yield savings account and just transferring your savings there and then just letting it grow on its own. Because when you're like putting it in your regular savings account, which I did for years and years and years, and I wish I had actually started this earlier, when you have it in your regular savings account, you're basically getting like a, now getting all financial on you guys, as if I know what I'm talking about. You're getting like a 1% return each month at most. But if you have it in a high yield savings account, you can get about like four or 5% yield on the money. So it's essentially almost like you're making money by just letting your money sit in an account. I know there's even better ways to make money just off of having your money sit somewhere, but if you're someone who's like risk adverse and trying to be cautious and also just trying to like learn the whole system of finances and etc cetera, etc, cetera, I feel like that is a good place to start and I highly recommend it for anyone who has any amount of savings. So, yeah, that's so random. I didn't think I was going to throw financial advice in here but it's just something I have to talk about because it was something that I discovered this year and I was scared to do it. I feel like anything with finances always scares me because I'm like, oh my God, what if I just like mess up? But this is actually so easy. Like it is, it's just like setting up another bank account essentially. You know, like if you set up your first bank account, like you can do this without without a problem. Okay, and my last one is something that I actually started doing just about a year ago. It's something that was popular on TikTok and I didn't really hop onto the trend, but then one day like my mom mentioned it and I was like, wait, if my mom's mentioning it, maybe it's actually there's actually a point to doing it and that is slugging i very actively slugged my face throughout this year the only exceptions as to when i haven't slugged my face essentially has been if i had a boy sleepover or if i slept over at theirs and that doesn't happen too often so essentially i would say like 95 percent of the year i've gone to bed with a slugged face if you don't know what slugging is it's basically when you so after your like nighttime skincare routine like i will usually cleanse my face put a serum and then put a moisturizer and after that you do the little last step you basically create like a moisture barrier. I don't know what I'm saying. I know nothing about skincare. Don't listen to what I'm saying, but I will explain slugging in the way that I understand it. Essentially, I use Aquaphor. I think you can also use Vaseline and obviously I'm sure there's some other like more high-end products on the market for slugging, but I just use simple Aquaphor. It's extremely simple. It's extremely simple to carry too. Like you can get like a small little bottle and just carry it with you wherever you go. But basically, after I put my moisturizer, while my like skin is still moist and you know, I can still feel like it hasn't really dried off yet I'll like lather the aquaphor on my face I don't put a ton it's really not a lot but basically I go to bed like a glazed donut and I'm 21 you know I have very youthful skin and hopefully will have for a good amount of time it's hard to say whether it's actually doing something but like I said my mom was like you should you should put aquaphor on your face after you do your skincare and I thought well if my mom is saying this and the whole world is saying it then I feel like I should actually be doing it and so yeah I've been doing it very actively 10 out of 10 would recommend again I can't say that it's necessarily made a difference like an active difference but it's for the future it's like an investment into my future basically and that's what 2024 is going to be it's going to be an investment into my future that's kind of going to be my goal I'm going to try and actively work on doing things that are investment into my future and so yeah with that being said those are my habits I know this was kind of like a random list some of them like all kind of blended in together and then there were just some random ones but those are the things that I you know if you were to ask me like what do you recommend doing to like make your life better this is my list as of what I've learned through 2023 and what I've been doing 
doing take it as you will again if you heard something on here that you think is like interesting and you want to try I highly highly recommend it obviously you can like tweak it to what works for you you know instead of the green tea and reading maybe it is coffee and reading or instead of reading it's like I don't know I actually can't think of anything but I'm sure there's something else that you could do instead of that whatever it is you could kind of tweak it based off of what works better for you but hopefully someone out there got some ideas as to what they should put on their resolution list if they're going to make a resolution list and if not just some ideas as to practices to start practicing at some point even if it's not in the new year just at some point in their life so yeah with that being said crazy 2023 is now practically ending you may even be listening to this in 2024 and I hope 2023 was a great year for you and if not I hope that 2024 is so much better and yeah thank you so much for listening to my podcast in this year I know it hasn't been around for that long but in the time that it has been around if you've been listening throughout or even if you just started listening thank you so much for being a listener I love knowing knowing that people are hearing what I'm saying and that my words are getting out there to people and I'm not just speaking into the void. It's so special knowing that like I can do this and I can have an audience and that there are people listening to me. So yeah, I'm ever grateful for you guys and I'm so excited to keep creating new content in the new year. And yeah, I have a lot of episodes planned for 2024 and a lot of things I want to talk about. So I'm very, very excited to keep going on this journey. And with that being said, I am saying goodbye for the last time in 2023 and I will see you guys in 2024. Bye!